Yo, what up, good people? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. Oh, man, it's been a lot going on in the past week and a half or so. Uh, y'all know who I am. I'm your host, ASAP Barbie, and of course, my co-host, my man's Eric. What up, E? What up, man? Yo, and today we got a, a repeat guest. I need to stop saying a repeat guest. I might just need to bring him on as a co-host, too. Uh, what up to my guy, Mabaki? Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you very much for having me on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, this past week, or week and a half, I say, it's been uh, rather tragic in our community. Uh, everybody knows about the Nipsey Hustle, uh, you know, murder, the Jussie Smollett situation. And, you know, so today we're going to talk about those two topics. And we're going to try to have a little fun with, the, of course, you know, who's better. And uh, we got a sports topic. Uh, who's the best one and done in college basketball? I mean, it's kind of already simple. But, you know, we'll, we'll just hear some, you know, hear some people's thoughts about it. But I just dive in. And I just start off with the, with the whole one and done situation. The whole one and done situation. Uh, if Zion Williamson would have went to the championship and won, it would have been him hands down. But since he did, he failed to accomplish that. I'm gonna have to give it to Carmelo Anthony because not only was he a baller, like he could actually shoot. He had a jump shot, which Zion fails to have. He has a jump shot, and he won with Syracuse, and I think they only lost like three games the whole season. Yes, sir. So, for me, it was like, it was easy. I had to go with, yeah, I had to go ahead and go with Carmelo Anthony because when you think about all the one and dones, like, that's what they are. They they, they have one playoff run or NCAA tournament run and then it's over. Carmelo went to the ship and got the job done. And then got picked, like, what, number three overall in the NBA draft, if I'm not if I'm not speaking incorrectly, uh, I believe that's correct. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, it went LeBron, I mean, Darko, and then Carmelo. Yeah, Darko, Millicent. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, sometimes the NBA they 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 kids they get it wrong because who's Darko? Who's that? Where are you from? How he doing in the? <laughs> I'm that's just gonna leave that. <clears throat> so. For me, I just had to go ahead and give it to Carmelo. Um, I mean, I'm really trying to sit here and think, is there anybody else? But I can't come up with anybody else because there was nobody else. Because everybody else are used to staying like three or four years. Yeah, so it's, it got to be Carmelo. Mabaki, how you feeling on this one? Uh, actually, I, was, I remember we had like a little discussion about this previously. But then I looked into it a little bit more. And Anthony Davis, uh, I think, deserves to be in this conversation. They went ahead, ran straight through it, got the championship, too. He was averaging, like, 14 and 12 and, like, almost five blocks a game. I think that's, like, a Kentucky record or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think he had, like, Jeff T brother on his team. I think he had, like, 
Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, and those are the only names that I remember seeing on the list of the people who was with him. So it seemed like I don't know. It seemed like his he he really didn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know how well those players' careers were in college, considering that they ended up making it to the league. They must have been doing something. But personally, I feel like when you're taking in the the best one and done, you got to look at not only their college career but also their basketball career. You know, or, or the NBA career, you feel what I'm saying? So I guess if we're looking at it like that, we got to give it to Carmelo Anthony. But, you know what I mean? I don't feel, I don't like Carmelo Anthony. So I guess we'll just give Carmelo. Wait a minute. Carmelo Anthony, he, he made the New York Knicks relevant again. I mean, but what did that relevance get us? What did that relevance get us? I mean, I mean you think about that. For a few years. Let me just put this out here so we can clear the air about this because this kind of been an elephant in the room for a little while here. <sighs> The Knicks have never been relevant because they're not winners. They're only known for having good players on a losing That's team. False. That's false. The when the last time they won a championship? 71. Exactly, my nigga. We but 71, 71 is, is a part of time, so you can't say the Knicks have never been relevant. And if but what I'm saying, okay, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this. Since we've we been alive, since we've been alive, the Knicks have been that team. Okay. It's like, that's, that's okay, y'all, y'all been close, that's, but that's, that's that's false. When in in 1995, we went seven games against Hakeem Olajuwon's Houston Rockets. What was the what was the end result? We lost, but I'm saying that we was there though. That, that's, you got to be pretty relevant to play in the that's, NBA Finals. Hey, how you feel about the one and done? So. I just want to interject another name in there, um, and that's my man KD. Now, um, everybody knows I'm a I'm a hardcore, diehard Duke fan, and I wanted to see Zion go all the way. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, I do think he's up there in the top three. So, for my list, just to get it out of the way, I'll go Carmelo. Um, just off of his career, not just the championship, he produced. But then, to me, it's a toss-up between KD and Zion. KD to was be a honest. better scorer than Zion. Um, I think he averaged like 26 when he was at Texas. Um, but then, like I said, the, what makes it challenging for me is Zion is more dominant, I think, than KD was. So, to me, it's a it's a coin toss. Do you like the, a more polished game like KD was, had a jump shot, you know what I'm saying, could score from anywhere on the floor? Or do you like that big brass bully ball that that Zion played with. So um, right now I can't decide. I would say Carmelo number one um, and then 2A, 2B, KD, and Zion. I got, it's like, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe, maybe, and not to take anything away from Zion Williamson because he looks like, he looks like he has the makings of a generational talent, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily get all the hype you know what I mean? Granted, I probably watch like outside of the tournament. I watch all the Duke games in the tournament, but outside of the tournament, I probably watch like four Duke games this year. I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like he gets all of his. I feel like he gets scrappy points. You know what I mean? I, you know, what? Okay, so I think the thing that's hype about Zion Williamson is that he he does like he's so athletic. But I think people forget, like, he's still a child. Like, he's still a kid. But he can jump higher than anybody that you've ever seen. But the thing about it is, like, him and all this high-flying dunking, it's like, 
We've seen it before. We've seen Sean. Is, is, we've seen Vince Carter before. We've seen yeah. Tracy McGrady before. And it's like, Zion really doesn't bring anything else to the game but Duncan. That's what right. can, I, can I address Mabaki real quick? He yeah, made a, yeah, uh, he attacked my man Zion real it's quick. It's not so, an attack, bro. Look, please don't take it like that. Like, for real, like, I'm looking at cousin. Damn, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is like a young man. This man weighed 285. He's bouncing through the gym. Like, this man is crazy. Like, he's like, like, he's he's electric. I'm not trying to take nothing away from him, but I just feel like it's like kind of crazy how like they just like, like, I feel like the hype is too much, to be honest. Well, I, I'll say this. And Coach K, I mean, if you ever seen Coach K, Coach, it's, it's not a trick. He's not trying to trick you on what he'll do. Coach K will run the same set every time. And all year, we've been running pick and, all, pick and roll action um, with R.J. Barrett clearing out for Zion on the high post or at the block. So we've been running our offense through Zion. It's give him the ball and get out of the way. He's not getting no scrappy points. My man is getting buckets, being double and triple teamed all season. KD didn't have to go through that. And when I look at the list, I mean, I respect Anthony Davis. I think he was a better offensive, I mean, defensive player than Zion. But to me, that's huh? it. Like, when I think of Michael Bisley, John Wall, all these Shit. other ones that done, that man, Derrick Rose, was crazy like, they college. not fucking with Zion. Michael Beasley is crazy in college. But he wasn't fucking with Zion. So let me ask you this, right? As far as Zion Williamson, not to get too, not to get too off course of the whole entire conversation, do you feel like his game can translate to the NBA game? Right, so let's let's just think about it. let's picture this. I was just okay. talking to Barbie about it. Yeah. Um, this offseason, if my man cuts 10 to 15 pounds to get to 265, 270, you know, with yeah. a, a real good strength coach and, and nutrition regimen, yeah. who in the league is gonna be able to stop him driving to the paint, doing what he wants to do, getting to what I like to call the swimming pool? And getting layups. So you think like, he'll just be like maybe a, one person. So you think he'll be like a slasher shooting guard? Because he's like six six. He's big enough to play the four. I think he's undersized, like height wise, yeah. but he's gonna make up for that with his leaping ability. And I okay. think for the first five, six, seven years, it's it's not gonna be an issue for him to play two through four. Um, because you already know what you're gonna get when you give it to Zion. He's gonna put that that ball on the floor, one, two dribbles, and he's going to the rim and jump with him if you can. And I don't know of any defender in the league right now that can jump with him. Anthony Davis. Nah, son from uh son who played for the Nets, for the Brooklyn Nets, who blocked like everybody this year. I forgot his name. The center the Brooklyn Nets got, like he's like a very ruthless rim protector. And he's gonna be looking ruthless. And broke and busted and disgusted when he's on that poster too. Man, I hope so. I hope many so. have tried, all have failed. I mean, the the, the big thing is, like I, I said, dunk on Taco. Let's not let's not get it twisted now. Twisted. He didn't dunk on Taco. He ain't dunk on Taco. Taco fouled him. Get out of here. Here we go. He but against Taco, like they had like three meetings, like at like at the basket. He tried to dunk on him, but he tried to like you know. He tried to do like some changeovers and whatnot, and I, mean, I think I, I, I think I kind of get where Mabaki going with it as he's overhyped, and what, and I think I think where he's going with that is, it's like yeah, he's gonna come in the league, he's gonna make a poster of a few people, but that's it. Like he's gonna be a loser. 
because he doesn't have a jump shot. He sucks at free throws. His only attribute is jumping out the gym right now. Now, if he gets with a good basketball coach before he gets to the league and develops a jump shot, then it sucks to be niggas in the NBA. But look, look, I'll say this. I'll say this, and and then I'm going to back out. Let me me get this off, and then I'll back out. So back in 2002, 2003, there was a young man named LeBron James. And on his first national champion, I mean, uh, televised game, um, I think he dropped 30, and he hit one jump shot the whole time. And everybody was like, oh, man, he ain't going to be able to get that off in the league. He ain't got no jump shot. He ain't going to be nothing. And now we arguing back and forth about is he the greatest of all time. So, but I don't like, I, I could care less if Zion has a jump shot right now. To be honest, I, I feel you. I feel you 100%. But basketball in 2002 and 2003 compared to basketball today is completely different. It's impertinent. Unless you are six eight or above. And even then, these six eight cats is knocking these jump shots down. Like, people not... The only, the only shots that are flying nowadays are shots at the basket and threes. So I think, and his set shot isn't that bad. He, what, he, what is he, like a 32% three-point shooter or like something like that, like something low. But not, but I feel like his set shot is not that bad, but it's 100% important for him to develop a jump shot. If he wants to become what everyone is hyping him up to be, it's 100%. Like it's important that he, he develops a jump shot. If not, I think he's just going to be like a, a good shot. Well, so hold up. Let me say this. And like I said, I don't want to switch topics. I don't want to switch sports. But like, it's very important that when you have somebody's talent that you don't try to stifle their talent. And they did this with Michael Vick when they tried to make him into a pocket passer. Look, the man is a baller. Let him ball. Like, if you're setting him up and running him off screens to shoot threes, that's not his game. Uh But I'm looking at the coach crazy if that happens. Get that man right. the ball. Tell him to go to the lane. That's what he does. Okay, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that too. So you know, ultimate Shout conclusion. Out to <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, Melo is the best yeah, one. Melo, failure. <laughs> we did all that Zion talk. Okay. Right, shout, out to to <laughs> shout out to Melo. Shout out to Taco too. Yeah, shout out Taco, the fellow countryman. Some of my guys. Hey. Uh, it's, it's the Senegal Independence Day today. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, uh, uh, happy Senegal Independence Day. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much yeah. for the Senegal Independence Day. One fetala in the front down. You feel me? Thank you. Uh, all right. What you, what you, you said what? What you cook though? You ain't cook no good food? Nah, nothing. We was just posted up. You feel what I'm saying? I don't really get into the first time. I don't know if I'm back home. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lazy day today, but it's all good. I, I can dig it. Hey, so moving right along to this damn Jesse Smollett situation. Like, this nigga had 16 felony charges over his head, and all of them got dropped. <laughs> and, and, you know, most most people would drop the DB and then say... It was, well, you know, in most cases, it'd be white privilege. He ain't white, so he ain't got no privilege. Can't say it's a rich privilege because the nigga only on one show. And I'm pretty sure he ain't the highest paid person on that goddamn show. So it ain't like it's rich privilege. So to me, I feel like only one privilege left. 
I, you know, motherfuckers may burn me up for this, or it's, you know, I might get some slander or, or cussed out or mauled or whatever. But I think it was strictly gay. That's interesting. I think that the gay people came to his rescue. It was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you can't do her like that. And oh my god, problem. So we gonna let this motherfucker go because we got all the evidence we need. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if they had more evidence, they'd have been like, yo, suck my dick. He's going to jail. But they didn't have the proper evidence that they needed to lock him away. And I feel like a lot of folks came to his aid. And that's what got him off. I mean, I don't see how else you get off 16 charges. I mean, first off, he shouldn't have had 16 felonies over his head. But anybody who worked in a prison or jail or whatever, they know they'll stick 16 to you. So that you will confess to at least two, therefore they can lock your ass up for at least three years. That's how that shit works. But like I said, to me, I felt like it was, and it's not a shot at gay people because shit. If most people came to the aid of people that they fuck with, shit, we might be in a better place as black people if we had more black people coming to our aid. But that's just a, that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. Hey, what you think? So this one, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it has me perplexed because like you just went down the checklist of what kind of privilege it was. And I have a hard time believing any disenfranchised people or groups can have privilege in America. But then it begs to, you know, it, it begs the question, how did he get out? How did these charges get dropped? You know, because like you said, black, check, nah, you ain't getting none. Rich, nah, he ain't got no money. Um, and then it comes to the, the whole homosexual thing. Now, I will say this. Um, while I do still think they're a disenfranchised group, I do think they have a, a lot of power. And it's like that power that I was talking about on that other show. I know they have enough funds and money to make stuff happen. Now, I don't have no proof of this, but I mean, that's what we're left to believe that got him off at the end of the day because we can't really put our finger on it like I to this day I can't understand how all those charges got dropped with all that evidence against them like it, it just has me perplexed me it's a lot of different things that confuse me about this entire thing but it's, it's certain points I want to touch on now as far as how he got let go I'm not sure what it was but at the end of the day Regardless what form of privilege we could chalk it up to or anything along those lines, it's some form of corruption. Because the way the cookies was crumbling, the way things was looking, it was definitely a rat for dude. I don't know if he was going to serve three or whatever he was going to do, but something was going to happen to him. He was going to get convicted pretty much. So the fact, right. that, the fact that all of the charges got dropped is crazy, 100%. And I think that's something that we should, we should all be on the same page about. Because when it initially happened, it seemed like... And I'm not going to speak for everybody, but it seemed like the black community was almost rejoicing. I was going through like blogs and posts and people was like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm saying, oh, this always happens on the other end. Now they feel how this is going, so on and so forth. And I just wanted to like address how that is like 100% the wrong response. We should, right. from, from, from what it seems, from, from what it looks like for 100% sure, I'm not going to say he was guilty or he wasn't guilty because he didn't go through trial, but the facts that the uh, 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 charges were dropped is, is unacceptable. 
You feel what I'm saying? This is 100% some form of corruption one way or another. Whoever was in charge of that case and let that happen, they should be thoroughly investigated. And we, right. as the black community, you know what I mean? I know we get defensive about certain things along those lines, especially with the criminal justice system based off of the historical context between black people in America and the United States criminal justice system. But at the end of the day, if we want to, if we want our words, if we want our complaints to be taken seriously, we can't be hypocrites. We can't switch sides when it turns out to be somebody, one of our own. We got to stay constant. We got to stay consistent 100%. You know what I'm saying? So I just yeah. feel like regardless how it happened, we should all feel the same way that it shouldn't have happened and that he should be facing whatever punishment or, or he should at least go to trial. Yeah. Mubaki, that's, that's, Mubaki, that's hard. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. Um, a similar incident happened. I don't know if this was before you were born or right when you were born, but I'm pretty sure you heard of the OJ trial, right? Yes, sir. And it was it got water wall coverage on the news. And to be honest, black people, we really didn't mess with OJ like that, you know. But because the, the trial was 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 painted as black versus white, it kind of divided the nation, right? Yeah. And a lot of people think that we think or thought that OJ was innocent. It wasn't that because we know it was deeper than that. We didn't see so many brothers get screwed over by the justice system. So yeah. that rejoicing, I don't think that rejoicing was because we don't think Jesse did it or, you know, we didn't think OJ did it. It was now you see what we've been saying about this, this messed up justice system. Like, yeah. it needs to be fixed. It needs to be broken and then it needs to be fixed. And some people, like when you say it, when we, we go out and you rally or you march or you you advocate for uh, criminal justice reform and people mm -hmm. say, hey, if you don't like it, leave. This is the prime time to throw that right back in their face. It's like, aha, now you have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to hear it. So while I don't care for Jesse or <laughs> the fact that he got off, I do kind of relish in the fact that the America gets to see what we've been saying the entire time, you know, since I've been born, since my grandparents been born. Like, yo, this thing is messed up and y'all need to fix it. This needs to be your wake-up call. 100%. Look, I agree with that 100% fully. You feel what I'm saying? And like you said, all those things that transpired with the OJ Simpson case, that was before my time. But I think what's I think your frame of mind, the way that you're picturing it, the way that you're putting it out there, that's the perfect way to put it from your position. But I feel like this isn't how our people are carrying out with. I feel like people are, I feel like we being, I feel like the general consensus is petty about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, so on and so forth, blase, blase, ah, uh, ah, uh, y'all see what's going on now, huh? But I feel like that can be divisive. I feel like that can be divisive. I feel like a lot more can be accomplished if we hold that same energy. I feel like instead of like, trying to be like aha he said she said or so on and so forth or i told you so we'd be like yo look this is the same thing we talking about right here let's not celebrate that this is happening let's keep that same energy like when 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 a cop gets off for doing yo rest in peace to the rapper god dang i forgot his name but the rapper that got killed in the in the taco bell drive-thru it was like six um police officers surrounded him he was he fell asleep in the drive-thru and they were fighting him while he was asleep Yo, I'm sorry I can't remember your name, but rest in peace, yo. Condolences to his family. Like, in, in situations like that, you feel what I'm saying? Whatever, for me, personally, and this is just my opinion. I'm not, I could be right or I could be wrong. But from what I can tell, I feel like the best way to carry out, the best way to look at the things is to keep the same energy. We shouldn't 
I, I feel like throwing it in their face could be divisive. You feel what I'm saying? And if we trying to, right. trying to, if, if but we're trying, think, if trying to fix the issue, then I think we should go about it a better way. Barbie, Barbie, can you give me that quote? Can you give me that quote that you told me this morning about Nipsey Hussle about keeping it 100? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, why keep it 100 when 100 don't keep it 100 with you? And that's where I stand, Mabaki. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's real because it's kind of like, I mean, even though like, you know, Mabaki, what you're saying is true. Like, in order to fix it, we got to keep the same energy. Like, we can't just switch up every time it turns into this situation or that situation. I get what you're saying, but on the side of air, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, the justice system has been messed up for us so mo so long that the minute, that the, the minute that we have an opportunity, like the Justice thing, like he got off and then black people switched up and was like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, he got off. Cool. I got a on the back, but you know when they found out that it wasn't a magma shit, niggas was like, "Let's stone this nigga." Yeah, they but were then, him though. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> yeah, but I got a question for y'all older folks though. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I have you, you telling me I didn't find out black people in like OJ till the story of OJ came out off of four 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 by Jay Z. I ain't know that. That's how out of the loop I was with the whole entire thing. But correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like. I could be wrong that like black people were rooting for OJ to get off. Was that was that what was happening back in the day? That's exactly uh, what was happening. That's exactly what was happening. Even though even though most of us knew he did it, we was rooting for him because the justice system was so broken with us that it was like we needed that victory. Yeah, I feel you. I see what you mean. We needed we needed that victory to move forward. Even I though you know in the back of your mind you was like, yo, yeah. I know I did it. You know, we, you know, if he can get off, that'll be a victory for us. And it's, it's, it's deeper than that because, like, some people don't just keep it, you know, with the case. They got to add all this extra stuff. You know, they, exactly. they got to talk trash about, you know, his wife saying she was a, a nigga lover and, and she shouldn't have been messing with niggas in the first place and this is yeah. what happened when you sleep with dogs you get fleas and stuff so when you hear that stuff like that it's like all right this is deeper than the case you yeah, right this is a white on black thing you know what i'm yeah. saying and yeah. then it, it causes you to choose sides and it's happened before like you said everybody's losing their mind because jesse got off but mm -hmm. when i was losing my mind when george zimmerman got off i felt like nobody hurt me you True. know what i'm saying True. so it's like Dang, sorry, not sorry. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you want me to feel something, how about yeah. you lock George Zimmerman up? Then I might, yeah. I, I can team with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, point, the, the, the point you're making has like swung me. I 100% like see what you're saying. I see it like, it's like that. Oh, and I see what you're saying too. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like it's the age old Malcolm versus Martin. Those yeah. brothers was right. And both 100. of those plans, if executed, would have worked. But yeah. you know, we, we yeah. about it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And let's not forget, too, even though Jesse got out, they still got his ass paying, what, I think it's $135,000? Police officers and shit, which yeah. is good. I'd have been crazy. like, I beat that I, case. Stuck my dick, bro. Yo, it's, yo, I'm saying, I'm, look, I'm looking at bro like, yo, like, this is real intricate. Like, this is dying. Like, you maniacal, my nigga. Like, you trying to do all this to get some buzz, my nigga? Like, is this deep? 
And I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, like you could have just told some, you could have paid a nigga on Instagram to shout you out every day or something. Like, God damn, you ain't have to go that But I'm saying, like, it's crazy. I'm just looking at boy, like, yo, not I, like I said, I'm let me take that back. I don't know whether or not he did it because he wasn't trying to for the law to say whether or not he did it. So I'm just right. Allegedly, that's what happened. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? They said they told him back on Power, too. Power's like, I, he ain't get convicted. He on the show. Well, not Power, excuse me, Empire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that shit was crazy, too. But, hey, we're going to move it right on along. And the this next topic, it's, uh, it's, very, it's very, very touching. It hit different. I'll say that. It hit different because okay, let me just say it. Like you know, everybody knows about the Nipsey Hustle situation, which is probably the craziest situation since Tupac. And the reason I say since Tupac is because I grew up. Well, I was a kid when Tupac died, but it still hit different because it was like you felt that shit in the same way Nipsey. With Nipsey, it was like you felt everything he he ever said. You felt the shit he was doing because the shit he doing is what everybody wants to do, but nobody really has the courage to do. Mm-hmm. And in the in the the way that he went, you know, I think the most disturbing part about Nipsey's whole situation is all these stupid ass people talking about it's a conspiracy theory. The government got him killed, and this, that, and the third. First off, my nigga. The government has nothing to do with pharmaceuticals. Them niggas get their taxes just like everybody else get their taxes. That's one. Secondly, why would the government kill Nipsey over some shit that you can Google and YouTube? You get what I mean? And then yeah. third, if you've seen the video of Nipsey being killed, if you go down the history of niggas being murdered by the government, like Martin Luther King, Sniper, John F. Kennedy, sniper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hitmen are sophisticated. That nigga who did that shit to Nipsey, nothing about that shit says sophisticated or hitman. That says some angry, I don't want you to do better than me ass nigga that did that shit because you don't shoot a nigga, walk away, come back, shoot a nigga again, and then kick him in the head and then walk away. That's not no hitman shit. That's some that's some hood, that's some hood booger shit. Facts. And you know, it is it's scary, but it's it was like, you know, I was telling Eric, like, you know, it's crazy that, you know, all three of us, like, we all from where we from. It's scary to know that, you know, we all successful in our life, or not. You know, we not Nipsey Hustle successful, but we're successful enough to be like, we ain't got to live in the hood no more. But it's scary to know if I go back to the hood, a nigga could kill me just based off the strength I'm doing better than him. Yeah. Like, that's scary. That's why, you know, for me, it's like the reality of it is in order for you to grow, you have to leave. And... I hate when people say, oh, well, you know, you a sellout because you left the hood and this, that, and the other. But it's like, dude, you can't name me any human being that stood in the successful and continue being successful, being stagnant. And 
you know, shout out to Nipsey. There was nothing wrong with him buying up the hood, buying up the block, taking care of his people, employing good people. Like, it was nothing wrong with that at all. Like, let me put that out there just so everybody be clear. There was nothing wrong with that at all. But it's like, it's definitely an example of why once you make it, you have to love the hood from afar, in my opinion. You have to love the hood from afar because it's always that nigga that, you know, maybe you grew up and you, and you know, you talk, like, you know, we all had them homeboys in the hood. It's like, yo, if I make it, you make it. But then when you make it, you realize this nigga is nothing but trouble. You have to grow, grow on from people. Yeah. So you have to grow on from people because some people will, even if you bring them along, they'll tear you down. Mm-hmm. And looking at the Nipsey situation, it's like, yo, nigga from his own hood. All the good this man was doing, and this is how you do him. All because he said, you ain't welcome around here. Like, you felt that much hate in your heart to take this man's life. And he was doing something for you and your people. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, like, to me, that's, that's the thing I don't understand when niggas be like, hey, you got to keep it hunted instead in the hood and this, that. Nah, my nigga. I could, I could be out the hood and still provide for the hood. Because I see too many people doing it today. Jay-Z being one of them. Jay-Z ass ain't hanging out in front of Marshall Projects no more. But you best believe he won't allow New York City to ever close Marshall Projects. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I feel like sometimes you have to love the shit from a distance and keep growing and like people like what you mean keep growing and leave just like when a baby's born a baby can't get tired of being in the world and be like I'm going back in the womb can't do it yeah same way just cause you get rich don't mean you gotta stay in the hood to prove something to hood niggas cause like I was having a conversation with Eric in pre-production and it was one of those things like you know you have nothing to prove nobody because your hood is the whole world like if you never leave the hood everything is up that makes sense but like once you get cultured and you leave and you go see other shit you realize damn I'm sitting here praising this one block that I grew up on or that I'm gangbanging on and this one block was everything until you realize like that shit's small compared to trying to do yeah you know so for me it's like where does the shit end because like that's why nipsey shit hit so hard because it was like yo this nigga showed us that gang niggas can do the right thing and still be in the game if that you know looking at it from that aspect you know what i mean it's like damn where does this stop at hey it's on you, my brother. So, so I got I got a million thoughts about this whole situation. Um, I just want to take it uh, a little point by point. Um, the conspiracy thing. Um, I, I'm gonna just keep it real. I'm I'm a sucker for a good conspiracy. One thing I hate about us as a people, though, is um, anytime you've seen a good conspiracy, it's it's always someone takes their time with it. You know, they lay out a fact. They'll put out a documentary on it to actually get you to sway. Um, we're on Instagram and Black Twitter immediately after something happens with a conspiracy. And that's the, that's the stuff I really don't like. Um, it, it, to me, it shows how ill-informed we are. 
um, and how mm-hmm. we just jump on any bandwagon. Correct. So that's that's just my tip on the uh, conspiracy thing. Um, and not to get into, like I said, an- another rapper's lyrics or something, but like I said, I live my life through hip-hop, and one thing that Meek said on his album was, watching a black woman take my freedom almost made me hate my people. And I felt the same thing when I watched that video of that brother gun down another brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and a real one at that. Like that that stuff disgusts me. But I have to take a step back and just hey, that's one fuck nigga out the hood. Yeah. All of us aren't like that, and I have to remind myself that. And I think that's where we need to really be focusing our energy. And we talked about this this morning. It's like, is it right to go back to the hood? Is it wrong to go back to the hood? I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I don't blame Nipsey for waking up that morning and wanting to go to his shop and kick it. And I also don't blame Jay-Z for living in, you know what I'm saying, the Hamptons or wherever he lives, away from all the bullshit. To me, what remains constant is, rule number one for us as black men is, you should never harm another black man over no dumb stuff. It has to be substantiated. It has to be warranted. And for the life of me, I can't understand why out of all these codes we have, these street codes, these gang codes, that that's not rule number one. Something has to be substantiated before you violently harm someone and take somebody from this earth because that can't be replaced, as all of us know. Um, the impact that he had, I mean, I don't have to say anything about it. It, it, it It's... It's traveling over the globe. And um, like I said, like everybody, I'm hurt. You know, anytime I see a good brother go down, especially before his time, it just pains me. And um, like I said, I, if I had the answer, I would give you on on what we do and how we move forward. All I know is the lessons that he taught, you know, through his life is what we yep. need to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the big things that I was telling Egg, too, is like, you know, we all sit around and we like, damn, Nipsey lost his life and it was fucked up and this, that, and the other. Granted, it was. Because like he said, you know, no black man should be harming another black man. Like, if anything, we should be sticking together, trying to make it right and get it right. But now that we got to witness Nipsey and what he was doing and what he stood for, and, you know, even the people with the conspiracy theory and the people who just, like, it's some gang shit, like, whatever the purpose is, the man is dead for no, you know, in our eyes for no reason. And yeah. it's like, what are we, as black men and black women, what are we going to do to keep his legacy going? Because anybody could post a poll saying rest in peace on social media or talk about some conspiracy shit or talk about some gang shit like let's talk about his legacy like let's keep that shit going because what he was doing was what we've been talking about doing forever now like giving back to the black community building back up like getting it right like let's continue where he left off that's how I view his death like Let's get together and figure out a way to keep what he started going. And not just in his neighborhood, but across all black neighborhoods. Because, like, if we had more Nipsey Hustle, our our community began to be way stronger than what we're putting out right now. Yeah. That's just me. It's on you, Mabaki. Um, 
for me, this was this is a very interesting situation because the reaction I initially had was one that made me take a look at our culture as black people in America. And we have a deep, rich culture with a lot of good things, a lot of art, a lot of things that have uh, added to the, to the betterment of humanity, to the betterment of society all over the world, starting here in America. But what, what's killing me is the fact that the fact that these sorts of things, because like you said, I'm with you. Granted, when it first popped off, I was open to some conspiracy theory. I was like, yo, this is looking kind of crazy. But as the facts started to come out, it started to become clear and clear that this was just another regular day in LA, it seemed like. Shit like this happened all the time. You know what I mean? We just, yeah. we, it's, it's just all over. It's just all in our face because the person that happens to happen to be a great figure in our culture. So let's exactly. take a look at ourselves like, yo, wait, we perpetuate this sort of these actions in our music for generations. For generations, we perpetuate lawlessness. We perpetuate gang violence. We perpetuate a, 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 a lack of 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 um of uh of problem. Not not problem. So what's the word I'm looking for? For conflict, we, we perpetuate a lack of understanding of conflict resolution. And yeah. all of that music. How how look? I'm I'm looking back at my life and just based off of where I grew up. In the second, if I feel like you slight me at all, like like my bravado, my bride will flare up and I will fight you over anything. When I was young, I would fight you over a seat. I would fight you over anything. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I understand that that's just, that's just not me. That's our culture. So I'm trying to understand what's up. Like, what can we do? Because granted, when you take a look at it from the outside, when you take a look at the facts, how things came to be, granted, this culture was created based off outside influence. This is a nation of people who were brought here against their will, thrown into an environment that they knew nothing about. And then one day they were like, okay, go ahead, go ahead and figure it out. And then we're still dealing with those issues, 100%. All everything going on today can be attributed to something that an outside force did to our people, 100%. But we're as far along as we are down the road and we're still dealing with these sorts of casualties. It makes me think, when do we take a look at our culture and see things as they are and then strip them away. These sorts of things will continue to happen if we continue to promote lawlessness. Bro, if you go to our music today, five years ago and five years before that, this sort of shit been in there. Niggas been bumping this shit. This shit is lit, bro. Niggas been bumping that gun shit. Niggas been bumping handling your business with your gun and shit. Drugs, yeah. misogyny, things like that. That's a part of our culture. That's ingrained in our culture. And it's ridiculous that we promote these things at the forefront of our culture. This is what we have to show for. This is what we have to show at the forefront of our culture. These, these, this, this sort of lawlessness, but at the same time, we trying to get out of the struggles that we dealing with that have been placed on us by outside forces. It don't make sense. We, we shooting ourselves in our own foot. And uh, until we take a look at ourselves as a culture, until we start to realize, yo, regardless how this shit came about, we need to cut it out. We're going to continue to deal with these sorts of losses. This is this is just one of many, many casualties that will continue to happen, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so, like, you know, you were saying, like, it's part of our culture. And it's part of our culture because of some of our circumstances. Like, you know, like, growing up in the hood, and I, I can't speak for everybody. I just say for me, growing up in the hood, you know, looking at people like, 
Oprah and shit like that. That was like, oh, you got lucky and made it as big as you did. But the everyday, but the everyday shit that I seen was like, growing up, I wanted to be like the dope dealer that was on the block. Because, you know, like that's that was my circumstance. My circumstance was I was in the hood every day. I'm, you know, that's where I grew up at. So the people yeah. I looked up to were the drug dealers. Like I wanted to have the flashy cars, the jewelry, the money. Yeah. The females, the you know, the niggas around me was clean, like yeah. your circumstances. But that's why I said earlier, you know, that's why you have to leave. Because when you leave, and I'm not talking about just because you got money leave, it's just like some niggas wake up and find a woman and they go move by this woman and be like, damn, leaving the hood really, really ain't shit. Or, you know, you get a good job and you go across the country or something because you got a better job opportunity. And then you look back at your old hood and be like, damn, I'm glad I left there. You know what I'm saying? Because as long as you stay in your circumstance, you'll never know anything other than your circumstance. And your circumstance is very small compared to the world. And Barbie, so, like, I'm, I hope we got time to take our time with this, man, because this is such an important conversation. Oh, yeah, um, most definitely. But, but just listening to you talk, like I, I hear you and I think it is a solution. It's a way to like like you said, leave the hood. But I think it's almost like a band-aid and not treating the real issue. I can honestly remember when I was awakened to like what's really going on in our society. And I wanna say I was in like high school and I was reading about a study of some monkeys um, that they put in a cage. And what they would do is they would put a banana at the top of the ladder. Every time a, a monkey would get to the top of the line, get the banana, they would spray the other monkeys with cold water, right? They started replacing the monkeys, you know, and as they were replacing them, they kept repeating this experiment. The monkey started to figure out that, hey, every time he goes up there and get the banana, you know, we're going to get sprayed. So they start beating the other monkeys down. And like I said, they were replacing one monkey at a time. And then to the point where there were no monkeys that originally saw what was happening, but their behavior kept continuing. And that's when, when I heard that story, I was like, yo, that's what's going on with us. We have been programmed to hate each other, you know? And I feel like that's the root of the problem. And I feel like we can fix that tonight if we wanted to. But unfortunately, I would need a magic wand to be able to change everybody's mindset and let and let them know, hey, if we're able to switch out by our behavior, we don't have to worry about a Nipsey Hustle getting shot, a Biggie getting shot, a Tupac getting shot. We don't have to worry about losing our heroes. But because we're programmed, we just snap. I can step on somebody's shoe in the club tonight and get burned. You know what I'm saying? Like so in a second. I feel like it's so deep. In a second, man. Look, it's just like and and then another thing to the advantages that we have today, at least for, I can say for my generation as young people in America, because we have the internet, it's the information age. Granted, back in y'all day, what y'all saw was all it was. Whatever y'all saw in y'all blocks was the only influences that y'all had. Those are the people that you had to look up to and whatever they was getting into, chances are you was going to too. But I grew up with the internet. I had a MySpace when I was 11 years old. First off, you time to stop coming old. God damn it! First off, because we start. I'm, I'm, listen, listen. I'm just saying. I'm, I, 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 I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to hear nobody out. I apologize if I stepped on your toes. <laughs> okay. 
But what I'm saying is though, for people, for 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 even for these youngins who going up, these these little these young cats who going up, getting into the same things that the other generation was. This is the information age. These kids got IG, Snapchat, Facebook, so on and so forth, connecting all over the world, seeing a better life, seeing different perspectives, seeing things that they can sit down and ponder about. But just like you said, uh, Eric, it's like it's like we've been programmed to just be like, yo, this is what life is. This is these are our routes out, and this is what we need to focus on. And the yeah. thing that we have at our disposal that those monkeys don't got is we have we have the ability to self-reflect. Those monkeys, they just they 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 learn they just learn behaviors and then it's a wrap. It's ingrained into them for generations. They can't take a step back and be like, yo, hold on, something not right here. But thank God we able to sit down, take a look at ourselves and be like, yo, alright, something's a little fishy here. You feel what I'm saying? And granted, like I, I always I will always acknowledge the outside the outside forces that have pushed our people to this point. But we but we always gotta start from the inside out. And that has to start with the way we view the culture, with the stuff we, we we let pop off. Nobody can, somebody shouldn't be able to pop off with a song saying something, something, uh, Blicky got the stiffy on. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? Come on, what are we doing? And then you expect, and then and then those those sorts of things create a take a, create a 16-year-old who gunned down two people and is now facing life as an adult in Texas. That sort of lawlessness that we perpetuate day in and day out in all of our music and all of our culture. Yeah. Nonsense. That's what creates these people. And I'm like, man, come on. Like, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna shake it up. Like I said, I, I can't speak too much for everybody because I ain't been to everybody's hood. But I can say, like, for mine, like, dude, I, like I said, you know. I grew up in a in a crip neighborhood, and the crip niggas they knew, like for me growing up, they knew certain kids wasn't about that gang life, so they made sure they stayed out the street. Like they looked out for the people that that should have been looked out. Cause I know for me personally, when I first went to school, and I didn't have enough money to get food, I didn't have enough money to you know, like pay for books and shit. The niggas from my neighborhood was like, nah, my nigga, you made it, and we're going to make sure you stay in school. So they used to come and buy my books for me, make sure I had food in my refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? So to me, back then, the gang niggas and the dope dealers in my neighborhood, they wasn't that bad to me because it was like they were giving back. Like, they used to bring me and my friends food just because they were like, we don't want you coming back to the hood. We'll bring it to you. Don't come back here. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, and, and that's the same thing I, as far as Nipsey go, like everybody knew he was a crip. And, but yet and still, he wasn't banging on the block no more. He was buying up the block to help the neighborhood. He was buying stores and employing, employing his homies and people who needed jobs in the community. So it's kind of like, you know, this culture that we have, and like you said, like we've been putting on for all these years, it's not as bad it's just certain people taking ad, like you said, like you might go hear a song and be like, yeah, I walk in the club with my strap or get the strap and this, that, and other. Like some people, some of these kids, these internet kids, as you call them, like they take that shit and run with it versus people like me and Eric, the gang bangers and the dope dealers, like they wouldn't let us be in the streets. 
I knew we was better than that. The thing you about that me? is, the thing about that in particular is, and that's an amazing thing, and I hear that a lot about, like, you know, people and the people, the the, 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 the nobility that the people who got down with the things they were getting down with, the nobility those people possessed. But what when I hear that, what I hear is those people, granted, they was getting into, they was getting into, but they, they had the discipline to do something that was hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's easy. It's, it's, it's hard to do those things. It's hard to look after somebody because you got to go out of your way and do that. You know what I mean, that, that's not conducive with any other thing he's getting in on. You feel what I'm saying? Him stopping, him taking the time out of his day to give you lunch money to make sure you stay out of what he's getting into, that's not conducive with nothing else he's getting into. You know what I'm saying? So the, so what happens is generationally, generationally, the other kids who fall by the wayside, they're looking at the habits, and they're not going to pick up the hard habits. They're not going to pick up the shit that's hard. They're going to pick up the shit that's easy. They're going to do the shit that they find that's like that, that they just flow straight into. And that goes into everything I've been talking about for the past 20 minutes. You feel me? Well, can I, can I, can I just, I, I want to ask Labaki a series of questions. And I always do this. Um, and I get where you're coming from when you're talking about the music and how that's a part of the culture and it's a negative part of the culture. But I've listened to the same music and I've never killed nobody. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. So what I do is I ask these questions. Um, I'm going to ask you a series of why questions. I'm going to just keep saying why mm-hmm. until we get to the problem. Yeah. So so why do they rap about killing people? Because that's their, that's their life. That's like their story. Okay. Why is that their story? Uh, that's how, that's the environment they, were, they grew up in. That's probably the only way they saw it, a way out. So why is their environment like that? Uh, based on where you're at, it can depend on where you're at. Mostly, it's it's, it's because let's of, say L.A. Because well, let's of say LA, New York City, where you from? Um, the environment is like that because of Ronald Reagan. Uh, because of the because of most likely, if it's in an urban area, it's probably because of the crack epidemic that was pushed onto them by the United States government. Why did the United States government push a crack epidemic? Uh, they found minorities particularly black people to be undesirable so they did that to sow dissension and uh and uh and downfall upon the race. And, and we could we could just stop right there but what you just said they found us to be undesirable yes and they they you wanted to you said division yes so to me when when one realizes that then that automatically makes you face a, face a choice pretty much in life. Yeah. And when I hear that, I'm able to discern between what the rap music is saying and what they really mean. And because I know that it was orchestrated for us to destroy each other, I'm going to make a vow that I'm not going to destroy my neighborhood or people that look like me. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that's the ultimate problem that a lot of us miss. We look at each other like we're enemies, when like we're born enemies but we weren't really born enemies this, Not at this all. is orchestrated you know what I'm saying I feel and so. that's where the internet looks like what you were saying we have the internet I wish people would pick up books and read yeah. and get on Google and research you yeah. know cause you'll find out why they call it the trap there's a reason why they call a project a project as famously quoted by Jay Z and there's a reason why T.I. calls it a trap because it's a trap set up by somebody that's not even in the hood. Yes. So, granted, 
I 100% agree with all that. That's why I was so easily able to answer those questions. But so us being as, us being people now, this information that me and you just divulge amongst each other, uh-huh. this information is common knowledge. Us as I, black- I disagree right there. I don't think the dude that Merck Nipsey views, you know I what I'm think- saying, life the same think- way we do. I think, I think if you got it, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking. I think if you, I think if you go through the wise that you go through, 70 to 65 percent of the population, the black population, in my opinion, will be able to get to the market that I got you because it's not something that's so hidden in history. This is something that's plain as day. We all understand the outside influences that have caused us to get to the point we're here. I hope at least most of us do. I've talked to young gang members that don't even know why they beef with the rival gang set. Like, that's true. Trace that's, it all the way back. Like, that's we, true. We're really ignorant as a people, and I hate to say it. That's that's, that's 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 true to a certain extent, depending on what you're talking about. But what then, I, you know, it it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, like you know how you were saying, uh, Mabaki, like you part of the internet era, right? And think about this: think about the dude that you know, like you're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. So think about the dude in Brooklyn that's your age that took music and he turned it up to a different level. And now he out here selling dope, shooting at people, this, that, and the third. But if you and him grew up on the same block, same circumstance, why you didn't do the same shit? Because some shit just don't feel right, right? Well, me personally, my circumstances were very different from any normal black American because I'm Senegalese. I'm of Senegalese descent. So I got to see a different life. And I got to compare contrast the two and see something wasn't adding up. But to, to get back to what y'all saying though, this is this is why I feel this is why I feel we should we should we should really be taking more of a of a stand on these sorts of issues. Because in my personal opinion, music, let's just let's just keep it at music. Let's just use music. Think about how much music influences the culture of, of young black Americans. Whatever clothes uh, musicians is rapping about, that's the clothes that young niggas is trying to buy. Whatever, 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 whatever's lit, whatever lingo that they spitting out is whatever lingo that these young niggas is gonna be using. It's clear right. as day that music and musicians that know that music and music. But I think that's why Eric said us as a people are ignorant because, you know, like, for instance, with Nipsey Hussle, a lot of people wanted to say it was on some gang shit. You do realize this man was more than the 60 Crips. This man was somebody's son. He was somebody's father. He was somebody's brother. You know what I'm saying? He was somebody's husband. You know, he was a black activist. Like, this nigga was a lot more than just the 60 Crip and a rapper. Like a 60 Crip and a rapper was just, you know, the 60 Crip shit, that was just his past. Yeah. Even if he was living in, he wasn't living that shit today when he died. Like we knew he was a Crip, but we knew he wasn't on the block Cripping no more. You know what I'm saying? And we knew he was a rapper. That was his means of making money to give back to the black community. But, you know, the common sense is he's somebody's son. He's somebody's brother. He's somebody's father. He was somebody's husband. So it was like, you know, like Eric said, that nigga who killed Nipsey, his mental capacity was so small that he couldn't see, when I killed this dude, I'm not just taking his life because I'm mad at him or 
you know, it's like, dude, I'm killing somebody's son, somebody's father, somebody's husband, you know, a black mogul, a black activist, like, he killing off a whole bunch of shit through one person. And it's like, common sense isn't always common. And that goes back to what I said. Why keep it 100 when 100 ain't gonna keep it true? Hey, hey well, one thing for Mabaki real quick. I think you suffer from the same thing I suffer. You say you're 23, right? Yes, sir. Now, I never met you in my life, but it's a couple things I know about you just off of the strip of listening to you talk. Mm-hmm. I know that you've been around some older black men, and I know you sat in ear hustle and listened to them talk. Yeah. And you had that benefit. Yeah. One thing that I thought as a young man was that everybody got the same game I got. Everybody had a grandpa or a pop that or uncle that was giving them the game. One thing I found out when I when I went to college and when I uh, joined the army was that wasn't the case. A lot of a lot of dudes I met black brothers actually was raising. They was the man of their house. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't have nobody to actually give them that game. So a lot of things that I thought was common knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Just black history, yeah. uh, things you think we all know, they didn't know. And that just opened my eyes. It was like, yo, that that paints a picture to me. Now I understand why he out there hustling all night. You know what I'm saying? And he has to do it to feed a little brother or something like that. So I think when you look at it like that, you realize that, hey, a lot of us ain't as advanced you know, in our thought processes as we think, you know. Right, right. so basically what you're saying, Eric, is like the difference between you and somebody who who has to is kind of like they hustle because they have to, not because it's cool. That that could be the case. I mean, I, I, I like to think of the good in my people, and I don't think anybody does dirt just because, you know. I think after a while, like after repeating that behavior over and over and over again, it can turn you into a zombie where you think that's the only thing. But I think we all start off innately good, you know? And then like Mabaki said earlier, we we can become products of our environment if we're not careful and we're not disciplined enough to choose another path, you know? And it it was easy for me and you and, and Barbie yeah. But I don't think it might be as easy for the next man, you know, because when you get hungry, you know what I'm saying, you do anything yeah. for some food. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that is that, and I hear that, and I'm and I'm absorbing all of that, and I feel you 100. Uh, percent I'm I can definitely see how I'm being inconsiderate to those who haven't been given uh, the the opportunities I've been given as far as being given the knowledge that I've been given by my elders. But so sit, we all sitting here, we all deliberate, uh, uh, deliberating on what's going on. We obviously all see the issue. So us as people down here on the earth, like we don't have the influence, we don't have the pull that Nipsey Hustle had. But where do we go from here? Like, what do we? How do we? How do we? How do we get rid of these issues? What solutions can we bring to the table? That you know, what I mean, maybe right now, you see what I'm saying? They won't have that much of, a, of, of an effect. But if we all teach our sons and our daughters this, maybe generationally, we can get away from these issues. Like, what do you guys suggest? So I suggest yeah. I, I'll go real quick. Mine is easy, Barbie. And your daughter. Then you start with your neighbor. Start with your block, and then you affect the whole community. Because this knowledge that we're talking about right here is mm-hmm. good knowledge, powerful. It kept me out. Keeping yeah. you out of the streets, keeping yeah. you out of jails, keeping Barbie out of jail. And I think 
like I said, to make the assumption that everybody um, is one, it's a it's a mistake on our part. And yeah. two, we also have this selfishness where we want to keep knowledge to ourselves. Like, yo, I'm only concerned about me and mine. Nah, man. Hey, hit your knock on your neighbor's door. Make sure yeah. his son is straight. Let him know, hey, I got an aisle for your son, you know, or your daughter. I'm gonna make sure they are hey, you know what I'm saying? If you're not around, that type of yeah. we have to have a community mindset. I think that's the beginning solution. That's not the only one. It's just how we're right. like, you know, to compliment what Eric saying, like I can say, like, for me, like growing up, my biggest reality check. Like the community centers, like growing up as a kid, like dude, I'm at the community center hooping and playing and acting yeah. up and doing all this shit, you know, being being a kid. But yeah. the gang niggas and the dope dealers, they used to come to the community center and talk to us as kids, like you know, like they showed us drugs and was like, yeah, this ain't where you want to go. Like, they've been like, I've been to jail this many times, or you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah, like, we, yeah, like, it was kind of like scanning you straight and it was keeping it solid. Like, yo, this ain't the life you want. Like, I've been down this road. You know what I'm saying? And you see them and you remember, you know, one time when you seen them, they were fresh and clean. But then when you see them again, they all fat, out of shape. They look homeless. And it's like, damn. Like, it was taken away from you just like that. I don't want that life. I want to do better. Teach me how to do better. Like that was my mindset. So I feel like it can start in the black community centers. Like you don't, because I think a lot of people, like Eric said, they want to hold the knowledge for just them and theirs, or they want to do like the big seminars, like Nipsey and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and them. But it's like you don't have that platform yet, so you have to use the platforms that you do have. Like he said, go to your neighbor and let them know, yo. You know, when your kids outside, I treat them just like my kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? I look out for them just like I look out for my kids. So it's like, you do, you have to start from square one and just grow it until, bam, the whole community is on your back now. And I, bro, I hated that growing up. Like, I used to think my parents were the worst. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to their rules and the stuff they enforce. And a lot of the stuff they said, it went up one ear and went out the other ear. And I didn't start to understand these lessons until I was running into people I respected, like you said, at the community centers or at my school, the assistant principals at my school or my coaches. And guess what they were saying? The same thing my parents were saying. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so they can't be too far off. You know, so everywhere I went, I was hearing the same message, you know, and I think that's what it needs to be. Everybody, everybody that's a youth, because that's the uh, easiest population to influence. They need to be hearing the same message all over the hood. If they yeah. go to the gang member, they need to hear it stay out the street. If they go to the church, they need to hear it stay out the street. If they go to yeah, school, I, they need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So totally it has to be a community totally effort. I totally think that it's easier to fix a broken child than it is to fix a broken man. 100. Like, you can fix a broken child, but once a man is completely broken, like... That work is like way harder than it is to fix a broken child. So if we start with our children, they never grow up being broken men in the first place. Yeah. I asked y'all that question though. I I I, I, I asked y'all that question because truthfully, I could I could be up here kicking all the but to be honest, like this these, these sorts of issues when you sit down and you ponder on them, it so it makes you feel helpless. 
You know what I mean? I could I could look at what I can do in the world, like how I could, I have a son, how I can raise my son, how I can talk to my cousins and my brothers and my nephews to make sure that they pushing out this ideology. But the whole entire thing makes you feel so small. It makes you feel like you're not doing enough. Like like it's 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 like it's crazy. It'll drive you insane for real. Right, but you have to look at the bigger picture too. It's not a fix it right now situation. It's a so what is it gonna be when my son gets my age situation? Or what's his friends gonna be like when they get my age? Like and I think that's one of the other problems we have as well. Like we wanna fix stuff right now, but it's like it's broken. So you gotta put it back together and then glue it together for it to work. That shit takes time. Yeah. And it's basically that's basically what Nipsey was showing us too. Like you know, like, how many people said I want to fix the hood? A lot of people. How many yeah. people was fixing the hood? Not a lot of people. But what? Nipsey was like, I want to fix this. So he was taking steps to fixing it with his own neighborhood first. And then eventually, I'm sure it was going to branch out to, you know, people in their own hoods was going to be like, well, shit, if he can do it, why not let me buy up the block I grew up on? Or let me buy the plaza where I used to trap at, and now I own this shit, and now we can employ, instead of, you know, slanging dope, we could could slang hot dogs or pizzas or, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's fix it, but not right now. Like, let's piece by piece it until it all comes together. And Mabaki, you're not the only one that looks at when you when we have these conversations and you think about it, it always makes me depressed too. So you're not the only one. But then you gotta, you gotta put it into context. It's like there's a prayer that they say at Alcoholics Anonymous, like God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and like the strength and courage to, to change the things I can. And yeah. and that's where like all of us can start, you know. So like the other day I just went outside with my son and they was playing tag. I ain't played tag in a long time. I played with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They play basketball. I'll go play with them. Um, it's it's about being role models and making influencing much change as you can, knowing that you're not going to change the world, but hey, you do as much as you can, um, and and raise your kids in your household with the the mentality that they're going to thrive in this system and not survive. Because I think that's what a lot of us try to do. We just walk out of the door every day and try to survive. Whereas the kids that understand the game and understand how they need to move and where the traps are, they go out and was like, yo, how can I conquer these obstacles? How can I thrive in this system? I can't change the system, but hey, I need to make some moves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's profound. Yeah, so the, the, the biggest thing is like, we just have to I think everybody has to start doing their part because, you know, like we've all noticed, senseless killings happen every day. It sucks that it had to happen to Nipsey when he was, you know, at his highest. You know, because it's like, damn, if he was doing this at 33, what his work would have looked like at 43? And then it would be like, damn, what it would have looked like at 53? But, you know, like, his legacy is something that we should pick up and continue, not just post about it on social media to get likes and to get new followers. Because you know a lot of people just put RP and they can't even tell you the man, they couldn't even tell you what his damn name was. What? You know what I mean? Like, it's just certain shit like that. And I, you know, I'm not saying that you had to be a follower of his music, 
But you had, I feel like you had to be a follower of him of some sort because he wasn't just a rapper. Fact. So, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey. You know, fly high, my brother. We, I pray that he he's resting very well, and you know, I pray for Lauren London and their children. Like, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it's like you know, prayers and condolences to the family, her, his friends, so on and so forth. Because we lost a good one, and that's why I hit different. And you know, it's like wow. Like we pray it doesn't happen to anybody else that's great moving forward. Like we gotta stop the shit one way or another. Like it has to stop. Yeah. But moving right on along to the last topic, which is everybody's favorite. Fucking who's better? Who's better this week got very it, it was more uh, along Food and freaks. I say that. Okay. <laughs> I say food and freaks. But I just jump right into it. So the first who's better was ketchup on chicken nuggets or barbecue sauce on chicken nuggets. And <laughs> this one got kind of out of hand. Let me just start off by saying some crazy shit. Because I told my brother earlier like I was telling him the who's better and this thing was like so he hit me and was like what kind of devil worshiping who's better who puts ketchup on chicken nuggets I was like (laughs) all kids put ketchup on everything so chicken nuggets was definitely a thing they put ketchup on and he was like so his stupid ass rebuttal and was like and this is why school shootings have went up Well, see me. Hello, Bar- Barbie. You there? Well, I'll just go while he cut out. You can hear me, Babaki. So, just picking up where he left off. Like he said, we used to put a ketchup on everything. My mama used to buy these uh, these frozen chicken patties. It was like twenty in a pack. It came in like a cylinder, and we used to heat them jars up in the microwave and. You was out of your mind if you thought you was going to get some barbecue sauce and put it, you know what I'm saying, on them chicken patties. You had to go with yeah. the ketchup. So we would get the ketchup, the bread, and put it on there. And the same thing for chicken nuggets if you forgot, you know, your sauce at McDonald's. But that was when I was poor. When I when I grew up, I paid an extra 50 cent for the barbecue sauce now. So I'm going to go with the barbecue sauce. I don't dunk my nuggets in, in ketchup no more. That's beneath me, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go with the barbecue. Me? Right. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, we got. Hey, my fault. It just cut out on me like that. No, you could. But right, so let me just go ahead and say mine. I said barbecue sauce as well for the same reason Eric was because as a kid I didn't have a choice. I had to go with whatever my parents gave me. But once I grew up and got a job, my damn self, I became distinguished, and I said barbecue sauce is where it's <laughs> uh, me, me, I don't know. Ketchup has a very like close place in my heart. I hold ketchup very dearly. Just, just like how y'all talking. Me, me and ketchup have gone through everything. Ketchup on eggs, <laughs> ketchup on hot dogs, the fries, 
ketchup on rice, ketchup on anything you could think of that could have ketchup on it. Believe me, I can catch up on it. You see what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I'm a loyal person. So granted, I got up into where I needed to get up into. You see what I'm saying? I got a few bottles of sweet baby rays in the, in the, in the pantry. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? I don't know. For some reason, when it comes to me, I can't shake it. I got to have ketchup on the chicken nuggets. If not, it's not chicken nuggets. So I went, I went. Hey, that's some New York stuff too, man. My cousin was like that. She put ketchup on, on every, Like I put, like, I, to this day, I can't shake it. I could go through a bottle of ketchup like it's a bottle of water. Like it's not nothing yeah that that's uh that's crazy that's nothing i, I never yeah i ain't never really met people who after they got, uh, got their first job still ate ketchup on everything but you know maybe it is a new york <laughs> it's just good it's just good like no matter what like i got rid of ketchup so much i don't even eat ketchup on french fries no more i just eat them regular now I've, I've like I've like had like a side of ketchup while I'm eating like some prime rib. Man, like, like you, you disrespectful, cousins. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I must be bougie too, cause I get extra sweet sour sauce and barbecue sauce for my fries too. When I go I'm just saying, out. like, I don't, I don't I don't I don't know what to tell you, but it's just like ketchup is just good. Like I don't know who created this. Like, they they definitely did their thing. Like ketchup is so good to me. I could put it on anything. No problem. Well, I, I'll tell you this. They'll give you a handful of ketchup for yeah. free, but you got to pay for them sauces. That's a so fact. Just, that's hey, a fact. That's, tell that's you a something. fact, too, though. I ain't going to eat That's a fact, too. That's true. <laughs> that's well, you know, I put it I put it on uh, Instagram, on my Instagram at ASAP Barbie, as the poll. And the poll says, barbecue sauce wins this one, 71%. It's 29%. And I'm not mad at that. That's just like, ketchup is just, it's ketchup. It's fucking sweet tomatoes, basically. That's, that shit's weird to me now. I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> that's what we do when you're doing. That's what we're going to do. I mean, ketchup on eggs and ketchup like, on eggs? That's that shit, that shit through my stomach. That no, shit through my stomach. Are you crazy? Ketchup is on eggs? That's a classic. That's a only thing that's on eggs is cheese and salt and pepper. Man, listen, it be cheese, salt, and pepper and ketchup on it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's lovely. And, and you that get real fancy with it. You drizzle it. like a recipe for mud butt. And you drizzle it on there like it's, like it's something crazy. I'm telling you. It's, ketchup is ketchup. That's the home team, bro. You always got ketchup in the house, no matter what. You'll run out of A1, Sweet Baby Ray, Time 57, but it's always ketchup in the house. And it's always wow. good for you when you need it, 100%. Wow. I'm about to buy wow. some stocks and Hans, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, son. Because I'm, I'm, I'm talking now, I'm like, damn, yo, I really fuck with ketchup. Right. Jeez. So moving on to the second, to the second one. It's an age-old classic one. What's better? Coca-Cola or Sprite? For me, I'm just going to say Sprite. It's simple. Maybe it's a black thing. I'm not sure, but Sprite to me just tastes so much better than Coca-Cola. I don't get it twisted. I drink a Coke too, but I prefer a Sprite over a Coke. And it's crazy because I think me and my brother are the only people in our household growing up that love Sprite. Because, like, my dad used to love root beer, and my mom, she, like, time stops if she don't get a Coke in a day. Yeah. Like, time will stop on her ass. 
So it's like, but for me, I went with Sprite. It. Dude, I'm trying to figure out what the age was when I started drinking Coke. Cause uh, as a kid, and I seen my son do it. We we went to McDonald's and he started off with the Sprite, then he started mixing stuff. Yeah. That's one thing I used to do all the time when I was a kid. Sprite was so versatile. You could put, you know, say a little bit of sprinkle some Powerade in it, some lemonade. Yeah. Like it just it just made everything yeah. pop. But something happened to where now I'm just drinking Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke. You know what I'm saying? Coke Zero. I, I just think it's an age thing, man. And if I had to have a soda right now, it, it'd be a Coke. So I'm gonna go with Coke. No. Man, the way I see it is Coke not even the best cola. So how is it going to be up there with the best soda? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Sprite all the way. Just how Eric put it, Sprite is so versatile. It goes with everything. It's so refreshing. The feeling you get when you're drinking a Sprite, yo, like you be dehydrated, parched, needing some form of refreshment. If the feeling you get when you're drinking a Sprite is as good as any other feeling you could ever experience, childbirth, all that, you know what I'm saying? So for me, personally, I don't even like Coca-Cola because it feels like whenever I'm drinking it, after like I finish a bottle of it, I feel like I just rinse mouthwash through my teeth for like two hours. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't drink, I don't drink Coca-Cola. I prefer Pepsi, but above all else, just Sprite all the way, 100. Is it is it me or do Sprite hit harder than Some other Sprite? Sort of like, it's it's like spicy, yo. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, yo. Especially McDonald's Sprite. I'm telling you, I don't know what type of concoction yeah. you got going on. Some Wendy Sprite. That shit do him, man. What? That's that just hit you like some liquor. That's gonna wake you up immediately. Wake up in the... Yo. Oh, let me... Uh, I don't know if... any any. I don't know if either one of y'all had it, but let me say, shout out to Sprite for the new Sprite lemonade. That shit is good. Boy. I'm to try that. That shit is good. I didn't think it was gonna be that good because, like my body said, I'm just stuck on regular sprite. Regular sprite is just like, yo, it's the shit. Like, I, could, I could be dying, and it's oh. like, do you want water hydrated down or do you want sprite? Bro, I, have you I ever? Have you ever had a Shirley Temple? Yeah. Nigga, yo, I'm I'm sitting at some restaurant. <laughs> He's just discovered it. He's just discovered it. I put that on everything. Yo, shout to my wife. Shout to death. You know what I mean? I'm sitting out in the restaurant. You know me. I get the Sprite no matter what. She said, yeah, let me get a Shirley Temple. I'm like, what's that? So, like, it's Sprite. They put, like, uh, cherry sauce in it. I'm like, you bugging. You tripping. You messing with the with the Ego Classic? She bring it down. For some reason, I'm just like, let me take a sip. And I'm telling you, life changer. You can't catch me at any refined establishment without a, a, a Shirley Temple to the side of whatever I'm eating. I'm telling you, bro. Hey, hey Babaki, it's called grenadine. Get some stuff, yo, man. It go hard with Coronas. It go hard with all, all that. on deck all the time. It's nothing. It's nothing. Age old. All, if you go in my cabinet right now, 100%, you'll find some grenadine, some Sprite, and some ketchup. 100% of the time. This nigga. This nigga. 100% of the time. Like, I'm going to have to come to a photo shoot with you with none of my bottles of ketchup so we can get you lit. I'm saying, Hans, get on it. Sprite, get on it. What's up? Sponsor the, sponsor the So I posted the, uh, like I told you, I posted it on Instagram, and Sprite won this one 63% to 37%. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, way more than that. Yeah, I thought it should be way more, but... Own, you know, yeah, yeah. I think because Coke started this shit, people gonna ride with Coke just based 
based off the strength of their name. I say that. That is a cool name, huh? So moving on to the next one. Another age old one. Which one do you like better? Hard shell tacos or soft shell tacos? I'm just going to put the shit out there real quick, hands down. I went with soft shell tacos because every time I eat a damn hard shell taco, this shit scratches the roof of my mouth or something. Like, I hate this shit. I want to enjoy my food. Exactly. And and we eat hard shell tacos. Shit tends to fall out of it while you eat Versus soft shell, the shit is wrapped up tight. It ain't going nowhere from mouth to hand. That's it. So for me, I went soft shell tacos. Eric. Yo, it's going to sound crazy, but I, I base it on am I eating inside the restaurant or outside? Because if I'm on the go, I want a soft one. Like something that I can eat on the go while driving. I can fold yeah. it up and just scarf that bad boy down. But if I'm in a restaurant, I'll go with a hard shell, but I, if I had to pick one, I would say hard shell. It's just more fun to eat. Like, I like the mess. You know what I'm saying? Because I like to get my little fork, <laughs> scoop it all up at the end. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I had to go oh, with hard like shell. a messy, messy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I bite through the middle. <laughs> Weirdo. Hell yeah. What you got? Uh, on top of the reason that you just said, like, on top of, like, the dental surgery that I require after I eat a hard shell taco. On top of that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I've never been to a Mexican restaurant older the taco when they gave me a hard shell taco. So just offer the strength of authenticity. You know what I mean? If we doing this how they doing this, we got to do it how they doing it, right? So yeah. 100% soft shell taco, it tastes better. Corn, flyway, it don't matter. They both better than hard shell to me. So... Alright, so you know, I posted it. And the people said the people vote was 76% soft shell soft shell tacos, 24% hard shell tacos. Which is okay for me. Because you got the people in the world like Eric who oh, I want a soft shell taco if I'm in the car, if I'm at the crib, but if I'm sitting down at a restaurant, I want to be messy. Like I thought that would be completely backwards. Like if you at home, be messy. If you're out in public, not so messy. Man. They put a fucking warning on them fucking packages the way them should be cutting you up. Yeah, and them damn, yeah, them hard shells be like, cut you down. That's a nice shit, bro. I can't do it. So moving on to the next one, I did (laughs) this one for the fellas. (laughs) I, I did a thing that was like, do you like fat asses or do you like big breasts? For me, I've never been a titty man, so that already tells you where I'm going with this. I'd rather have a fat ass to look at than some big old titties, because sometimes I don't want you on top of me with titties in my face. Sometimes that gets annoying. Not saying they gotta be small. Not saying they gotta be itty bitty titties, but I don't want no big ass fucking (laughs) titties that can bust a goddamn 16 ounce can wide open either. No, that's what I want. So I'd rather have a fat ass, you know, in my face than some big old titties. But that's just me. Baki, what you got? Um, this is like weird for me because personally I prefer big booties. I mean, I'm an ass man. But interestingly enough, 
if a woman doesn't have like a certain level of breast size, just for me in particular, like it, it like it like it like turns me away. I, like not to be mean or nothing, but I feel like I'm looking at like a boy. I mean, like if you don't got a particular <laughs> breast size, like I could compromise. Like you got a little booty, you got a little zumba, but I right, cool. That's no problem. But if it's right up top, I right, cool. But if it's the other way around. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm on the fence about this one. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna withdraw my vote altogether. <laughs> hey, what you got? Yo, I love sucking titties. Don't, don't, like, like make no mistake. Yo, no mistake. No, nah, I'm I'm just being Whoa. for real. But like I'm like y'all, I it, there has to be an ad there. Like, no ass is a turn-off. Like, I don't care how big your titties are. Um, the reason why I say ass instead of titties is because you could buy some titties. You know, those fake asses, though, they be looking Eat, crazy. These niggas getting sophisticated, they're, they're big, though. They getting sophisticated. You know, so, like, if I had to have a choice, I would I would choose a woman with a real big natural ass, and then I'll pay for them titties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I like to suck on No, I get it. I do. I really get it. Then on top of that, you know, the way Mabaki is, like, talking, like, some weird, some crazy shit popped in my head, and I feel like he like them Wendy Williams-type bitches with them big old titties and no boots. Chill, chill. <laughs> That's the word. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> oh, That's just nasty. Damn. That's, that's very bad. I'm very upset that you even said that. But I'm saying, you said you you rather have some big old titties than a uh, fat I'm she was the first you came to mind. It's varying degrees to this. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? First, I'm, some, whatever Wendy Williams is, whatever breed of woman she is, I'm not interested. No offense. I mean, I, you might not be checking for me, but I'm not. It's, it's mutual. We're not checking for each other. But, like, it's just weird. Like, if you, if I look at a woman and she don't got, like, a pair of breasts, I'm like, yo, like, I, just, I don't know. Maybe it's something primal. It's, like, something innate. Like, like I got to be able to tell, like, you could, like, nurse my children or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's, Bye. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Bye. Yeah, I just be looking at him like, like that nigga, like that nigga. Bro, but like, yo, nothing, yo, yo, them, them, them fucking balloon boobs don't do it for me. I like some fresh natural jumps. You know what I'm saying? Them shit that lean. Man, like, bro, come on. Bro. Got a little droop. I got like, that, 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 them like them fucking ballsy that they say. Just, just a little. Cousin, look, I don't want none of them shit. I don't want none of them. But you know what I mean? Look, I love big booties. Look, I mean, look, God, I thank God that we live in a world where we can have both at the same time. You know what I mean? Thank God we don't got to choose. Yeah, that's true. So, like, you know, go to the poll, went to the fans poll. Fan poll voted fat ass is 71%, big breast 29%. And I think everybody was on the same stance as Eric. Like, I can buy you some titties. That ain't shit. Yo, stupid a Nice regular ass, big old ass. Yo, they getting sophisticated. I'm telling you. Look, in 10 years, bro, in 10 years, yo, a fake ass is going to be crazy. I'm telling you, in 10 years' time. That's what they said 10 years ago, and now these fake asses is falling down to their hamstrings. Like, they look disgusting. Some of them are not. So, I also posted one for our lady viewers, too. Uh, I know why Mabaki didn't vote on this because I seen it. And like, I had a lot of votes on this, which was mad, which was so crazy. Cause, like, 
a lot of the ladies don't vote on the other stuff, but they made sure they voted on this shit. And I put, which one did the ladies like? Guys with dreads or guys with waves? Me, I don't give a fuck if they guys. It is what it is, nigga. You are who you are. But yeah. poll went to the poll, and the poll said that sixty percent dreads, forty percent waves. Now, now this. This is what threw me off. What threw me off is, I'm not going to say no names, but I knew for a fact, like 10 chicks that I remember going to school with that voted, they voted dreads. But these were also the same chicks when we were in high school and college that if you had waves, they was going to give you some pussy. So it's like, man, you just flipped the game that fast. Like, how you go from waves to dreads and you was just a wave head not too long ago. Preferences, preferences change. <laughs> it's just like, goddamn. So, I thought it was weird, but like all the niggas that I know, personally, like all my friends, like if you had dreads, you ain't got them no more. You got waves in your head, or you bald, like myself. I can't, I can't grow, I can't grow. I, I would, I would want some dreads. Cause I be on my Samson shit. I mean, I'm a warrior. But yeah, like, that's my yeah, my head don't grow though. Like, my head like grow at like my shit be like at a quarter inch. I have a dark season all of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's that New York for That's that New York I'm telling you, my shit. They don't even tell the barber what they want. They just sit down with their fitty cap on yeah. and get their hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, straight up. <laughs> oh shit. Straight up. Hey, so that's the end of the episode, good people. And, you know, at the end of every episode, I try to leave you guys with something, some kind of wisdom or something. And today I'm just going to leave you with change. Like if you want better, do better. You have to change your circumstances. You have to change your attitude. You have to change your mindset. And that's if you want to grow. If you want to stay where you are and you're happy with that, stay stagnant. That's your life. Those are your life decisions. But if you want to continue to to be better, you have to change everything about you. And that doesn't mean you have to change your inner self. That just means you have to change everything about your inner self. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, yo, what do you mean? And what I mean is, let's just use city of Los Angeles right if you change the city of Los Angeles that doesn't change what black people go through in Los Angeles but if you change what black people go through in Los Angeles it'll actually change Los Angeles if that makes sense so in order to be better and to be great on every level in order for you to evolve to the next level for the people yeah so like obviously the community and the culture is really from a death of a young king um, I, I just want to tell the people don't let his death be in vain um, you might be discouraged from giving back and continuing his legacy but it, it doesn't take much to give back to your community so I challenge everybody to um, if you want to remember Nipsey continue the mission um, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have it no way I understand that he 
he was a, a, a crip and he understood the dangers of his hood, but his love for his community like kept him coming back. And I'm pretty sure if he woke up a hundred times on that day, he was still gonna go to the hood, go to his community and be amongst his people. So let's keep that legacy going. Um, if there's something you can do to contribute to your neighborhood, I say do it. Um, and just keep his memory alive. Rest in peace. Mabaki. Um, I had something in mind when I first, I was like, oh yeah, at the end of the episode, I'm going to say something about something else. But throughout the episode, something that struck me was the ability. Because I mean, I'm sitting over here, I'm a young man and I'm talking to pretty much, let's say my OGs, right? And we all just kicking game back and forth. And I come in here and I have my set positions and I have my frame of mind on what I think I'm going to say or where I think I stand. And then I was, through through the way you guys worded what you worded, through the way you guys conveyed your messages, I was able to see your points of view and even take those points of view to be my own. So my advice to the listeners is don't be so rigid. You feel what I'm saying? Be open-minded. I know in this world, you know what I mean, it's it's we're driven to to have a frame of mind, to have a set, to have a set uh, a perspective on things, you feel what I'm saying? But be open-minded. Take a look to your left and your right. Listen to what people have to tell you and ponder. You never know what you can learn at any given setting at any moment in time. Peace. Yep, yep. Hey, well, good people, like I always tell you, if you have any comments, anything you would like us to talk about, hit me up at ASAP Barbie on Instagram and my DM. I promise you, if it don't get on the next episode, I promise it'll get on one of the episodes. Uh, shout out to my guy, Eric, for being on tonight. Shout out to my guy, Mabaki. And again, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, and all the fallen heroes that we have in this day and age. We out. Sick crazy niggas want me to talk about it.